In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. It's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. carried out this attack, as well as anyone who wishes America harm, know this, we will not forgive. We will not forget. We will hunt you down and make you pay. How'd that work out? Strong words from President Biden after two explosions at the airport in Kabul, Afghanistan. We want to warn you, some of the images in this story are graphic. What we do know right now is at least 12 U.S. service members are dead and 15 injured. That's according to the head of the U.S. Central Command. And Max, that does not include dozens of Afghans dead today as well. And the questions remain as to what happens with the U.S. presence there from now moving forward. We're going to go live to Isabel Rosales. She has more on what happened from Washington. Biden happened. Today marks the third deadliest day for U.S. servicemen in Afghanistan. We just heard President Biden speak there. He called them heroes and the backbone of America. And to the terrorists, he said, quote, we will not forgive. We will not forget. We will hunt you down and make you pay. Never happened. We're outraged as well as heartbroken. Disturbing images of people crying for help outside Kabul's airport in the aftermath of at least two confirmed blasts. An attack by a group known as ISIS-K <clears throat> took the lives of American service members, standing guard at the airport, and wounded several others seriously. Chaos nearby as the explosions sent crowds running. U.S. officials warned of an increased threat level in the hours leading up to the attack. The word has gone out to uh, individuals, Americans, green card holders, and some others, telling them to stay away from certain specific gates. So that sounds like a specific threat to me. One explosion took place at a hotel near the airport, another at the Abbey Gate entrance, where Afghans have gathered for the last two weeks, desperate to escape the Taliban-controlled nation. It's going to be tough getting more evacuees in. We're probably going to see an increased reduction in the numbers that are getting out of Afghanistan. The U.S. military and NATO have already evacuated thousands of U.S. citizens and vulnerable Afghans. Those efforts are set to wind down ahead of the August 31st deadline for the final exit from the 20-year war in Afghanistan. For those right. who carried out this attack. All right, shut it down. For those who carried out this attack, we're going to give you $80 billion in military-grade equipment. We're going, to, uh, we're going to allow you to kill our men and women 
who served this nation. We're just going to allow you to kill them, and we're going to give you the, the, uh, the $80 billion worth of stuff. Have fun. Have we hunted them down, Joe? Have we killed them, Joe? Have we administered United States justice on those who wreaked havoc on 13 men and women, uh, service women who, who were killed, who wreaked havoc on their families, who wreaked havoc on the thousands upon thousands of Afghans? Thousands of troops still remain. Yeah, 17,000 and counting had to be evacuated by U.S. veterans who went over there in their own capacity with their own resources that they raised by crowdfunding to go and save 17,000 plus U.S. citizens. You didn't get them out. There's still a crisis over there. One year anniversary today of the botched pullout, which should enu- that should be enough to impeach and get rid of this incompetent, illegitimate, illiterate, and ignorant resident of our White House. Folks, you're locked and loaded right here on Live from America. Thank you very much for being here tonight. Hello to the big, huge Real America's Voice News audience. Of course, as always, it is an honor to be here broadcasting for the Live from America audience as well. I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. And as always, I'm broadcasting from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. Tonight, we have Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller on the program. It's going to be an amazing and probably a tear-jerking interview as Colonel Scheller had the courage to come forward about the process in which all that went down, we had the courage to come out against the U.S. military, the Pentagon, and for that, lost his job, jailed, lost his pension, and he gave all that up to be an American, to be a courageous American and hold these people accountable. We've got him on tonight. It's going to be a wonderful show. By the way, do you remember? Do you remember in November... Do we remember American citizens watching this from around the world tonight? I don't care what political party that you align yourself with. We all have love for our men and women in the military, and this didn't need to happen. Do you remember in November? This didn't need to happen. You must remember in November. You must get rid of the party that marginalizes and segregates everybody, tells everybody they're a victim, fear mongers, uses the devil's greatest t- uh, uh, tool, which is fear against you. You must see through all that and say, wait a minute. The fact that Joe Biden and the left and the Pentagon and the woke generals like General White Rage Milley botched this and killed 13 servicemen and women, that alone should be enough to say, I remember in November. I remember in November. Do we have that up on the, do we have that? Um, I want to pull, I want to pull that, uh, that picture up on the screen. Do we have that picture on? Uh, we're going to get this picture folks. Uh, but before we do, I want to just play this video for you real quick because Biden was asked about this today. He was asked if he spoke to the family members of the 13 soldiers who died last year in Afghanistan You know what he said? Not today. Not today. What do you mean, not today? What do you mean, not today? Mr. President, have you spoken to any of the family members of the 13 soldiers who died last year in Afghanistan? Not today, but I have spoken in the past. Not today, but I have spoken to them in the past. Are you kidding me? That is your answer? Not today, but I have spoken to them in the past? It's the one-year anniversary of their deaths. Not today, but I spoke to them in the past? Let's bring them up on the screen, shall we? Bring them up on the screen. There they are right there. You've not spoken to their families? The 13 U.S. service men and women that were killed because of your botched pullout and your desire to try to get away from all Trump policy so quickly that you don't care who's hurt in the process? There they are. There they are, Joe Biden. Look at their faces. What do you mean you haven't talked to them? What a disgraceful thing to say. I haven't talked to them. I haven't talked to their families. 
They were. Say their names. Marine Staff Sergeant Darren T. Hoover. Marine Sergeant Johanny Rosario uh, Picardo. Marine Sergeant Nicole L. G. Marine Corporal Hunter Lopez. Marine Corporal Dagan W. Page. Marine Corporal Umberto uh, Sanchez. Marine Lance Corporal David Espinosa. Marine Lance Corporal Jared M. Schmitz. Marine Lance Corporal Riley J. McCollum. Marine Lance Corporal Dylan R. Morola. Marine Lance Corporal Kareem M. Nakui. Navy Hospital Man Maxton W. Soviak and Army Staff Sergeant Ryan C. Kanos. Say their names. I'm sure their family members, regardless of if you're an illegitimate president or not, I'm sure their family members would have appreciated at least the respect to give them a call, don't you? Folks, some good news to start the show today, though, before we get into uh, to our, our, our evening devotional and the Lord's Prayer is remember that fourth grade teacher that we uh, exposed last night on Live from America that was very, very afraid to teach white kids because her whole curriculum and everything she's ever built around her teaching uh, procedure is geared towards non-white children. Remember that racist fourth grade teacher? Yeah, she's been fired. She's been fired. And that's the importance of shows like this, folks. If we don't have shows like this to expose them and to show them around the world, then they just... They just, they linger and they destroy. Yeah, she's been fired. Good news to start today. Let's go to the Lord on this August 26th, 2022. The Apostle Paul endured tremendous affliction. He had been imprisoned. He had been beaten. He had been stoned. He had been shipwrecked three times and he had often been hungry, thirsty, and cold. Yet he considered... His massive troubles, a weightless trifle, because he was comparing them with eternal glory. I am training you to view your problems this way, too, from an eternal perspective, not an earthly or a fleshly perspective where nothing can be solved. 2 Corinthians 4.17, our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. All these problems that we talk about, all these issues that we have, in the end, compared to eternal glory, it's nothing. Before you turn out the light tonight, evaluate how well you are handling the adversity in your life. I don't waste anything, including your suffering. Your suffering means something. And so when you get through that suffering, don't have it be for nothing. Don't have that suffering be for nothing. What would Jesus do? His suffering was for something, and yours should too. Please, let's remove our hats. If you're wearing one, families all across the country don't know what time it is where you are, but if you're watching with your mom or your dad or your grandma and your grandpa kids, I want you to join in too. Let's say the Lord's Prayer together and let's have it mean something. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Have it mean something. Everything you do, have it mean something. Have, have real substance. Have some meat and potatoes to everything that you say and everything that you do. And that will please the Lord. Let's take our first commercial break here on Real America's Voice News, where you get real news and honest views. I'm Jeremy Harrell. This is Live from America. Thank you for being here, and we'll be right back right after this. All right, to my lovely Live from America audience, how are you? Welcome. We made it through another week. We are one week closer. We are 70, almost 73 days now away from taking over. And saving America. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel wonderful. It makes me feel wonderful to know that for the last two years, side by side, we have literally changed the course of this country. And we've done our best to save it. Have we got some bumps and bruises? Amen. We have. Yes. But look at us now. 
Look at us now. It's unbelievable how far we've come. I'm absolutely honored to be here with you. For those watching on Rumble, thank you for all the Rumble rants as we tried to do as much as we possibly could to fundraise to end this week out. We're doing so well, and LFA TV is right on the cusp. It's going to be phenomenal what happens next year with us in control of Congress, and it's going to be phenomenal what happens the year after that when we truly make America so great It'll never, ever go back to the clutches of evil ever again. We are 500 rumbles away from 1,000, and I want you all to remember, if you go to JeremyHarrell.com today through Sunday at midnight and order anything that's $25 or above, you get a free Live from America t-shirt. You do have to put in the notes section if you want it to be navy blue or maroon and what size, but you get a free t-shirt. Let's rep Live from America as we move into this new age of news with LFA TV. And before we come back from this commercial break, let's give a live shout out right now to, uh, to one of our uh, monthly sponsors. And hopefully we'll keep them because this is one of my favorite sponsors. And this is something so very important. And that is AMAC, the non-liberal, the non-woke AARP, the AARP for conservatives, for Christians, and just for great patriots who love this country. You'll get discounts all over the country on many things, hotel stays, insurance, shopping from all all walks of life. Just join AMAC or call AMAC. I mean, go visit amac.us slash LFA and join over 2 million people that are coming together to do exactly what we did to combat this illegitimacy in this White House for the last two years we came together. All boats rise. Mike Lindell showed us the blueprint. He said, look, I don't need you big box stores. I've got patriots. And look what patriots can do when we come together. Many hands make light work. So why not join a bigger group who believes in both of those things? Uh, Well, usually both those things behind me, the cross and the flag, and who, who, uh, who believes in the Second Amendment and who believes in the culture that we all knew that made America great to begin with. Please visit amac.us slash LFA. And all of the sponsors are in the description of the Rumble um, of the Rumble video. So it's a quick link over, okay? All right, God bless you all. Thank you for the likes. Thank you for the shares. Let's get back into it. We've got a long show, and we want to make sure that we do not stumble. Here we go. Right back here on Real America's Voice News, I'm Jeremy Harrell. This is live from America, LFA TV, and you are in good company here. And if, you've, if you're here for the first time, welcome, thank you, God bless you. We're a God-driven, God-fearing, America-loving, red, white, and blue-blooded MAGA kind of show. So welcome. Please lift up your cups, and let's have our first slurp of the evening. I know it's late here on Friday night, especially for the Rav family, midnight, but we're here. So let's do this. The talk of the town today was obviously the bombshell affidavit that came out that doesn't exist. What do I mean by that? Well, there was nothing there. It was exactly as we assumed it would be. It was so heavily redacted that it looked like just a bunch of black uh, squares, rectangles on a piece of paper. It was so heavily redacted that we got nothing out of it. You know what we got out of it? Everything that we knew before that we would get out of it, number one. And what else we got out of it was really just even more of a defense on our side to say this was completely illegitimate, this was completely illegal, and this was a setup from the very beginning. What do I mean by a setup? Well, do you remember all those records that Donald Trump had at Mar-a-Lago that were declassified? And remember back in earlier this year when the National Archives and the FBI paid him a visit and they made sure that everything, you know, we just want to make sure we have a count of everything that you have. Yes, yes, yes. Good, good, good. It's your personal material. We're not going to touch it. We're not going to take it. That would be illegal, right? That would be illegal. And everything was fine. There's video footage, apparently, that we're going to see, hopefully, someday of Donald Trump with the FBI, with the National Archives, saying, anything you want, let us know. Okay, that was the last it was ever heard of. They just said, please keep it secure, keep it here, make sure there's locks on it, blah, 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 is is what it is. Then Maggie Maggie Haberman comes out, Haberman, whatever her name is, she comes out, and uh, like she always does, she twists words and says, oh, it was there, but the main concern of the FBI was that people had access to the room and were in and out. Does anybody know anything about Mar-a-Lago? Does, any, does anybody know anything about the heavily, heavily uh, security presence, the heavy security presence, not only with Trump's personal security and Mar-a-Lago security, but also with the Secret Service? It's probably one of the most, he- most heavily secured places in this country. 
So it was in a room that they knew it was in. It was secured like they knew it was secured. But because people had, some people, and not just anybody, folks, it wasn't like you or me could go down to Mar-a-Lago and walk through this room. It was people who had clearance to be there. And every room, every perimeter, every place that Donald Trump is in is secured by the Secret Service before, during, and after he's there. And Mar-a-Lago itself, especially these records, are constantly secured by the Secret Service. All of this was garbage. And do you want to know what the worst thing about all of this is? I'm not going to get into it piece by piece. I'm sure you've already seen Jack Posobiec. I'm sure you've already seen Bannon. I'm sure you've already seen so many people, Studio 6B guys, break it down. But I'm not, So I'm not going to go line by line, but we're just going to look at it from a 5,000-foot overview and say, not only did we not find out anything whatsoever, right? It's like the Adam Schiff whistleblowers that don't exist, right? It's like the Colonel Vinmans that don't exist behind the scenes. Yeah, we've got whistleblowers. Yeah, who are they? Well, I'm not going to tell you that. And we don't have to tell you that. You do when you're talking about a president who has plenary power to make sure that every record that he has with him is his personal property. Like Jack Posobiec said earlier when he was filling in for Charlie Kirk, he doesn't have to have security clearance. He is security clearance. He is the president of the United States of America. So they told him, yes, here's the records. You can have these records. Keep them there. And then after they released those records, when President Trump left the presidency and President Trump took these records with him and they released these records officially, they knew they were there. They inventoried everything. They told him, yeah, everything's good, blah, blah, blah. It's I mean, it's not like you have an illegal server a private server in your basement that you're emailing these documents to and fro, right? I mean, that would be bad, right? I mean, having an illegal private server that the NSA and the FBI aren't supposed to know about and you're emailing these kind of classified or unclassified, whatever, declassified, whatever documents you want back and forth from this server out of the country and around the world, that would be bad, Hillary Clinton. But no, we didn't have that. And they set him up. They set him up by, let it, by, by inventorying all these records, knowing what he had, saying, yep, it's okay, it's all official, yep, everything's good earlier this year, to then using that same agency, the National Archives Agency, to waive executive privilege so that they could go down there later and claim, hey, wait, he's got nuclear codes or he's got other stuff too. We've got to figure out what it is. The other stuff that he has pertains to Crossfire Hurricane and many, many other things that could make this entire house of cards fall. And if I'm wrong, then President Trump would be in jail right now. If I'm wrong, President Trump would be in jail right now. And you know it and I know it. I'm not wrong. That's exactly what's going on. They literally set the whole thing up from the very beginning. He's got the records. Everything's good. Hey, guess what, guys? He's got these records. There might be some other stuff down there. Really, like what? I don't know, like nuclear codes or something. Where'd you get that? Oh, I read it on CNN or ABC. Uh, okay, we got to get an affidavit together. And they did the same thing to uh, Judge Bruce Epstein Reinhardt as they did to the FISA judges. Tricked him, made him believe something, and uh, sorry, psych. Now, President Trump actually made a statement about this. And let's go to that now. Let's go to that, uh, let's go to that statement by President Trump after this FBI, FBI warrant raid. Search relied mainly on heavy media reports, said John Solomon. Absolute disgrace is what the whole thing was. The, the whole thing was an absolute disgrace. President Trump said, let me just show you, let me show you a quick picture, folks. I have, uh, I want to show you a quick picture if I can. Of these, of how ridiculous these unredacted, this unre, the unredacted. I guess I'm I'm doing that in quotes. Unredacted documents actually look. I'm going to start on page nine. I want you to see how incredibly terrible this looks. Man. Check this out. Let's cut this over. Here we go. Check this out. Let's scroll through these. This is the supposed unredacted affidavit. Wow! Look at all that. Look at all of that. Look at all that transparency. Wow. Absolute ama- absolutely amazing to see all this transparency. You don't think this is pertinent information that we have? I mean, I could just go on and on and on and on. Look at this. We're on page 13 now. Oh, page 14. It's an absolute crap show, folks. It's an absolute crap show. Like I said, 
There's nothing in there that we didn't already assume. There's nothing in there that we didn't know. And if there is anything in there, if there's any meat on that bone, it is that they, it further, it further validates that they had no reason rhyme or, or rhyme to go there. No rhyme or reason to go there. Here's the worst thing about it. Does anybody want to, uh, in the comment section on Rumble or on Getter or anywhere else, does anybody want to raise their hands if they know the answer of what was the, what was the verbiage that we all started hearing? You know, back on uh, August 8th, August 7th, what was the verbiage that we were hearing from all these fake news media outlets and from the government? Nuclear codes, right? Nuclear codes. Nuclear codes. That was the whole rhyme and reason for them to go. Because, yes, we know he's got material down there. Of course we do. We inventoried everything. We know he's got uh, stuff that's got high security clearance but it's completely declassified. But he must have nuclear codes down there too, wherever that came from. It's probably in the redacted. If you, if you unredact everything, you'd probably see it all. But guess what we did not see in the entire affidavit that you'd think if it was there, the, uh, the uh, DOJ would have not redacted that so that you could see that's why they were there. Nuclear codes. The two words, nuclear codes. Nuclear codes. That did not exist in the affidavit. Isn't that weird though? Isn't it odd? That those two words, nuclear and codes, don't exist in the affidavit? That's odd to me. How could that be? How could it be that the nuclear codes, that they were, that they were, that was, it, was, it was imperative that they get down there. This was a priority that they get down there, but yet those two words, nuclear and codes, whether they're separate, individual, together, segregated, like the left does to people, uh, to minorities or not, those two words aren't in there. Isn't that odd? Which lets you know they did the same thing that they did to the FISA court. They lied, cheated, got their way, got a judge that would be like, yeah, whatever, and there you go. And there you go. Now, does anybody know uh, we're going to sh- we're going to we're going to shift from that for a minute? I almost said shift uh, because, you know, this whole thing reminds me of Adam Schiff and his, you know, his quiet little whistleblowers that nobody knows about. Uh, has anybody ever heard of E.I. Isaac, I.S.A.C.? Has anybody ever heard of that acronym? E.I. Isaac? Well, you better get familiar with it, folks, because E.I. Isaac, E.I. Isaac, uh, is a company, an entity, a private entity, by the way, that uh, provides security for elections and then manages, quote, misinformation for the same entities on behalf of the federal government. It's amazing how well connected this spider web of lies and deception goes. On February 4, 2021, at 5.40 a.m., Time Magazine published one of the most significant stories of our lifetime. They appeared to suffer this ingrained desire to confess wrongdoing in order to garner some support of recognition, similar to, uh, to the Sam Harris admission. Perhaps that was Time, uh, Time Magazine and their influence, influencers excuse me, trying to convey when they wrote the secret history of the shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election. Up until last night, this had been obvious but difficult to prove. Last night, Tori Maris posted a document that tied it all together. On the Election Infrastructure Information Sharing and Analysis Center, or EI Isaac, as well as Dr. Shiva's uh, case in which they were involved, the EI Isaac describes their nonprofit as a trusted cybersecurity partner for election offices and associations providing EI Isaac membership to these organizations at no cost. Who do they serve? They say that we are a trusted cybersecurity partner. Of who? Of the government. You're supposed to be third party. You're supposed to be providing election integrity uh, security. But you're working on behalf of the government. And now we've got copies of several agreements between county entities that entered into the agreement with CIS, which is operating in its capacity as the EI Isaac. See, folks, I'm not going to get into all the, all the paperwork and all the documents, but long story short, they're just, they, they work for, with everybody. Everybody all the way down to these county and local levels, all the way down to county commissioners, all the way down to school boards, which is why we've said from, since November 4th of 2020, that we need to take over from that level all the way up. It's the only way we're going to defeat this, and we have, and we have, or else we wouldn't even know about E.I. Isaac. Anyway, on this one-year anniversary of the botched pullout, 
We are going to take a quick break here on Real America's Voice News. And when we come back, Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller is going to be with us. We'll be right back right after this. All right, uh, Lieutenant Colonel, you are, uh, you are still live. We are still live for the social media and digital TV audience. Can you see and hear me okay, sir? Yeah, I got you good, brother. All right, good. I'm just going to, I'm going to have, uh, can we bring him up here? Make sure that we're the same size and I don't have a giant head and he's got a normal size head or something weird like that. <laughs> uh, first of all, uh, while you're here, before we come back from this commercial break, I'm going to put you on the screen now for everybody. Everybody say hello to Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller. I'm sure everybody knows who you are. Uh, I remember exactly what you did. But uh, before we come back from this break and we reintroduce you for the uh, social media audience and the Live from America family, uh, please introduce yourself and uh, let everybody know exactly in a, in a, in a quick... Uh, in a quick description, uh, what what happened to you? Hey, everybody. Stu Scheller. I was a Marine Corps infantry officer for 17 years, served in Iraq, Afghanistan, and I was thrust into the media on 26 August when I made a social media video that demanded accountability of my senior leaders for what I saw to be a clear list of mistakes that were preventable. And so uh, since then, it's been a, a struggle with me in the Marine Corps. I ended up getting court-martialed, was imprisoned, and uh, got out on Christmas Eve. And so about seven, eight months since then. Wow. And you gave up everything to get yeah, this gave truth up retirement. out. I mean, this gave up retirement, had some family problems because of it. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was a challenging ordeal for sure. And, you know, uh, as we uh, get ready to go for, back from this commercial break, and I, I'm going to read before I bring you on uh, again, I'm going to read through some of the. Uh, you know, some of the stuff that you've been through and your accomplishments. And, and now you got this book, um, you know, Crisis of Command. And uh, people need to understand that what you did and what you what I mean, what you did was the same reason you signed on that line to begin with, wasn't it? I thought so. You know, I, I believe it. You know, everyone has their own opinions, but that's what drove my actions. I want to leave a better America for my children. I didn't join the military to have stability, to have a career. I never wanted to be a career officer. I wanted to serve Americans and, and the, my brothers and sisters to the right and left. So I made decisions that I thought were within that value system. And I think that was very, very apparent and obvious to anybody with gray matter between their ears. Thank you for your service, sir. Uh, we're just going to come back from this commercial break. I'm going to give a quick introduction, uh, introduction to the Real America's Voice crew, and then we'll bring you right back in, okay? Sounds good. All right, good. All right, folks, uh, hang on tight. Here we go. Let's, bring, let's come back from this commercial break and uh, – Let's let's reintroduce him uh, the right way. A true American hero, if you ask me. Here we go. Folks, welcome back to Real America's Voice News Live from America. Jeremy Harrell broadcasting from the Granite State of New Hampshire. Now, um, I come from a military family, both sides. Uh, grandfathers, both Purple Heart recipients, uh, both medal, uh, you know, uh, tons of medals. Uh, when, when we buried our grandfather, my grandfathers, uh, both on both sides, it was a full, you know, 21 gun salute. I mean, it was the, we come from a military family and I know there's a lot of people who watch this show that also come from a military family. So when we have an anniversary of such a horrific event last year with this botched pullout in Afghanistan, it, it, it brings back these, these, these feelings every year. And I don't think that mainstream media gives it the honor that it deserves. We're supposed to honor our fallen. And we didn't even have to have that happen. So many mistakes happened. So tonight, uh, before we bring him on, I'd like to give him a, uh, a proper uh, introduction here. Uh, Colonel, Lieutenant Colonel, excuse me, uh, Stuart Scheller. I mean, a decorated, decorated Marine. This is his new book, Crisis of Command, How We Lost Trust and Confidence in America's Generals and Politicians. Lieutenant uh, Colonel Stuart Scheller was the perfect Marine, battle-tested, a leader decorated for valor, ladies and gentlemen. Yet when the United States conducted a haphazard exit from Afghanistan for political reasons, Scheller spoke out and the generals lashed out. Of course they did. Of course they did. Today's uh, Pentagon, right? In fact, they jailed him and kept him quiet, claiming that he lost trust and confidence bestowed upon him by the Marines. I do not believe it for a second. You guys probably all remember when it happened. I'd like to welcome to the show for the very first time, Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller, sir. God bless you. Thank you for your service. And uh, thank you for joining Live from America tonight. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks for having me on. And like I was telling you, or like we were talking during the commercial break, um, 
what you did, the act of courage in doing that, knowing that you were going to forgo everything that you, that you ever put in as far as, you know, having a pension, having a retirement. Uh, you said you didn't do it for that. I said it, it was clear to me when I, when I saw this, uh, this story unfolding uh, last year, it was clear to me that the same reason that you signed that dotted line to begin with, as we talked about during the break, was the same reason that you decided to come forward and continue to serve your country truthfully and honor and and, uh, and, and in honor is uh, is that a correct assessment of uh, uh, of what happened? Hundred percent. I I joined the military because you know when I was young, twenty three, I wanted to get to the edge of the empire and I wanted to fight for American idealism. And I thought uh, I was I was a little bit younger and immature. You know, my education has developed in understanding of the DoD. When you're young and you see injustice. Sometimes you just wash it away and think, well, I, I just must must not know. There just must be experiences that I don't have. And it just took a long time in my development to where I understood the system intimately. And I knew the mistakes that were being made and I understood how we were going to try to deflect. And just like you opened with, I didn't do this for retirement or for stability. I did it to make America a better place for my children. And that's what's always guided me. That's always been my moral compass. And so, you know, the decision wasn't, uh, difficult, but it was hard for a lot of reasons. Um, so it was one of those things I just decided that it was the best thing for me. So what it what when you did this, in your uh, in your opinion, or maybe or maybe you know, what was it exactly that you that you said or did or exposed or or or, or pulled back the curtain on that they said uh, that they said was justified you sitting in jail and destroying the rest of your life. What, what, what is it that, that they were so embarrassed by? What mistakes did they make that they were so embarrassed by? Did, did, uh, did you expose? Well, you know, so there's really two, two answers to that question. So the, the, the things that I exposed, which is just exactly what happened, President Biden on 1 April ordered a drawdown from 2,500 to 650 military troops. General McKenzie, the theater commander, knew that that was a bad idea, but he didn't have the moral courage to push back. We planned doing this from 1 April to September 11th, and everyone that's fought in Afghanistan knows the Taliban hides in the mountains of Pakistan during the winter. We, the September 11th PR date was more important than American lives and treasure. Then after two and a half months, so General McKenzie planning the withdrawal, separate operation, evacuation. He assigns one-star Farrell Sullivan to plan the evacuation, and they plan on using Bagram with, all the way to the third week of June. And then unexpectedly, General McKenzie pulls Bagram Air Base. We give it over to the Afghan National Security Force the next week. We don't tell them. We leave 7,000 prisoners. Taliban walk up 10 August, release all the prisoners, probably the suicide bomber from there as well. Walk up to Kabul on 15 August. They clash with the Marines. We kill multiple Taliban members. Then those Marines are forced to stand post with them the next day. General McKenzie then calls them a critical partner. They let the suicide bomber through the gate or through the checkpoint, obviously. We had credible reports that that S-Vest was coming and we don't close the gate when we could have. We leave it open. We kill the 13 service members, hundreds of other people there. We conduct a drone strike in response to that, kill nothing but women and children. And then we call it an overwhelming success. I mean, there's just no better example of military failure. Now, my initial video didn't go through all that. Some of that that I just told you came out in the investigation after the fact that I've read. But I, in my first video, just said I demanded accountability because there's clear mistakes that were made. I understood that I was breaking the rules and I was risking a lot by making it. But I said that that gave me some moral high ground. If I was willing to risk everything to make what I thought was a common sense statement, then it gave me some moral high ground to ask for the same things for my senior leaders. And so then they fired me immediately and told me they were going to move me and put me in a cubicle in Quantico. And I, and then there was some, some other bullying behind the scenes that I go into in my book. And so it became this escalate. And I, I didn't want to back down. It was like that situation where I believe in what I'm saying. I don't think I'm crazy. No one's addressing the content. And so I continue to make statements. And so it was this back and forth escalation that ultimately resulted in me in jail and then uh, agreeing to a, a special court martial. Uh, how long did you do? Seven months? I was in jail? No, I only did nine days in solitary. And then uh, I was out a week later. They court martialed me within a week. But I was in for 17 years, the, the Marine Corps. And the process of when, this, when you made that video. I made the first video on August 26th and I eventually got out. Christmas Eve. Christmas so I Eve. submitted my resignation the next Tuesday. So that we start with August 26th and 21 was a Thursday. That Tuesday I turned in my resignation. Um, but they wanted legal recourse for the rules I had broken. Did so you, basically. No, go ahead. Yeah, it, go ahead. Go ahead. 
Well, did you get it? Just a, took that long. Did you get a dishonorable discharge? Then, obviously, I would assume. No, there's there's different rungs. So it went honorable, general, under honorable, uh, other than honorable, and then dishonorable. So there's almost like four rungs for officers. So I'm on the second rung. So the agreed upon legal deal was they couldn't give me any lower than general, under honorable, and that's what they gave me. So, uh, so they gave me the lowest they were they were had to do by the legal deal. So I I did the cold open um of the show with Biden at, you know, when this all happened. Right. And he said, we won't forgive you, which is weird because I thought he was Catholic and we forgive everybody, but we won't forgive you. We won't forget almost like talking to himself in a mirror because they're responsible and we're going to come after every one of you and, and basically serve justice. I haven't seen that since. I mean, am I wrong? Have we gone after the Taliban or did we just say, here's $80 billion worth of military grade equipment. Have fun. See you later. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess he could go back to the Al Qaeda leader that they killed. And they, he was, you know, felt so emboldened that he was standing on his balcony in Kabul. But the truth is, we'll probably continue to hit people with drones. Uh, but we don't have the presence or the ability to hold stability because we pulled 2,500. 2,500 is a very low number. When you talk of the like the 40 to 50,000 we have across Germany and Okinawa, I mean, it's crazy. And 2,500 is such a small footprint that could have maintained stability and, and it just for some reason was not uh, worth the investment, I guess. So we got people in the comment section saying, I pre-ordered his book. I pre-ordered his book. I pre-ordered his book, which is great because that's exactly what we need. We need to support people that stand up for this country. Similar like we do to, to a Mike Lindell or, the, or anybody else, anybody that stands up for this country, we need to support both financially and emotionally and, and spiritually. Um, it, Talk about this book for a minute because tell, you know, let people know if they were to go out and pre-order this book, you know, what, what are they going to find in here that, that, that they find shocking or, or, or that they need to know? I mean, obviously you don't want to give everything I tried away. Not, I, tried, <laughs> I tried very hard because it was, it was cathartic writing this because it was such a, a painful experience for me. I tried very hard not to be vindictive. And so there's like a lot of books out there that's like, you know, I got wronged by the military system and it's just a specific story on that. And that's insightful, but I don't know if it fully helps the system change. And so what I tried to do was talk about my 17 year career. And, you know, I didn't just focus on Iraq or Afghanistan. Those were two little, they're one chapter each. But I talk about how the system has drifted. And I have a lot of experiences as a regimental OPSO, as a battalion XO in Marsoc, you know, company commander lots of times. And so through my evolution, that's like the first half of the book. I say, this is what's broken in the military. This is where we have gotten off track. And then I that we transitioned seamlessly into the real raw incident that happened after I posted that video. And I go into great detail because, I mean, it's painful, but it illustrates the hypocrisy that I illustrate in the first part of the book. And then I end it with, if we want to fix the military, we need to do these 13 things. And so it's really, I try to make it, uh, offer a recommendation going forward on how we can fix it. And I feel like I have a really unique insight because most people of my experience end up with a retirement. And once you end up with a retirement, you have to get the book DOD reviewed because they severed me as far as I was in my career. There's no DOD review. Like I was able to be completely honest with my opinions. And again, I'm not trying to be vindictive. I love the, everything I did was based on a love of military and a love of America. And so if this is my one chance to communicate and say, this is what we have to do to fix it. That's what this book is. Uh, Colonel Scheller, is the, is the military broken at the Pentagon level? And is it all branches, do you believe? Do you believe it needs to be fixed in all branches? Before World War II, there was a guy named Marshall that came and cleaned up. Then it was the Department of the Army. Um, we didn't have all the services that we, we do now. But he fired generals at the rapid rate, which is what read, led to the rise of Eisenhower and the victory, really, of World War II. We need another Marshall to clean up the general officer class. The secretaries of defense have been not good. It's political appointments. Same thing with the secretary of Navy. Look at Carlos Del Toro and, and his large donations yep. to Biden and the Democratic Party. Like yep. these guys are not who we want political appointees leading these organizations. And if they are, they need to leave that at the doorstep because that leadership. Everyone says the military shouldn't be political. Literally, the people leading the military are all po uh, political appointees. Right. Right. And, and so and then so then it's like, OK, well, that's we, we're civilian led. But still, there's a four-star buffer of military officers. There's got to be somebody that's protecting the war fighting and the integrity of the system. And right now, that's not happening because these general officers want to please their bosses who are political appointees because they can't keep playing unless they please them. And it just infects the whole system. 
And then to hear Biden say, ask, uh, get asked today, have you spoken to any of the family members? No, I haven't spoken to them today, but I have before in the past. Oh, yay. You know what I mean? It's like there's no honor anymore. There's no honor in our men. And I mean, there was honor under Trump. I mean, I'll get politicized here for a minute. There was honor under Trump. He loved our military. He treated our military the way you should treat our military. And then it's such a drastic change. Oh, no, I haven't talked to him today. Oh, well. I mean, how, for, for somebody who spent 17 years in or better, how does, that make you, how does that make a soldier feel when the leader of the free world says, yeah, I haven't spoken to him today? I mean, what, what a slap in the face. Yeah, there's a lot of things he obviously does, like the staring at the watch when the coffins were coming off. Uh, I don't know if that's just absent-mindedness or just malice. But, you know, what I'll say, I'll, I'll offer a caveat. Rather than, like, it seems like the media right now is focused on the Democratic parties pointing at Trump and everyone else is pointing at the Democratic Party. It's it's like, it's not helpful, quite honestly. True that. We need a leader True that, that says, I'm the leader and I'm responsible. If everybody's pointing at everyone else, there's no leadership. Amen. And I'm just so frustrated that we can't get a guy that comes into the office or a girl and say, I'm the leader. Yeah, I didn't agree with anything of the last person, but guess what? I'm the leader now. And so I own this. Ooh. That's like one-on-one stuff. Yeah, it is. It is. Back to basic stuff. I agree 100%. Um, I'm going to give you the last 30 seconds. Please tell people where they can go and get this book and help you out, sir, for everything that you've done for this country. Well, I appreciate everyone listening. Thanks for having me on the show. Of course. It's on Amazon. You can pre-order it. It comes out 6 September. Once it comes out, it'll be in all the stores. So if you've got a Barnes & Noble or a Books A Million, it'll be in a store near you. I've got some book signings. I've got, I put my schedule on my website, AuthenticAmericans.com. And it's also on all my social medias, which are mostly at Stuart Scheller, if you want to look at the schedule for book signings. Um, but Amazon is really the, the primary player. And it's AuthenticAmericans.com, your website, AuthenticAmericans.com. Right. All right, sir. Well, hey, thank you for your courage. I'd love to have you back on in the future, uh, not just on a one-year anniversary of a, of a, of a terrible event. Uh, and I'd love to keep up with your book and, and how it does. So uh, this is an open invitation to come back anytime you like. Thank you very much. God bless you very much. All right, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller, what a, what a hero. I mean, seriously, what a hero. You know what, if, we're gonna, if we were going to call nurses and frontline doctors and all this stuff heroes during the pandemic while they were uh, doing TikTok dances and stuff like that, then I think we can call uh, Stuart Scheller, Colonel, Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller, a hero. Again, his book, Crisis of Command, AuthenticAmericans.com, or like he said, you can get it at any, uh, on Amazon or any bookstore uh, when it comes out September Six. What a great man. What a great American. And I don't think we honor our soldiers enough anymore in this country. Anyway, let's take another break here on Real America's Voice News. We will be back right after this. Stay tuned. Wow, what a powerful interview. What a powerful, powerful, powerful interview. Uh, I almost wish it wasn't a Friday evening where we have some of our, uh, you know, lower numbers on Rumble. Uh, I really, really, really would help if you guys could share out uh, the video. At least maybe somebody will go back and watch it afterwards. But what a, wow. I'm looking at your comment section here. Melly says he's a true hero. Miss Robin says, God bless you. Thank you for your service. Uh, Maybell says nurses give the jab. Amen. He's a true hero, says Bobby Neal. Let's jump over to Getter. Let's see what they're saying over there. Suzanne, true nurses, but he's saying Trump didn't lead. I disagree. Uh, Trump 45 for me. Hi, Dorothy. Jeremy, you should have asked him about Trump. Uh, righteous angry. Yeah, but he, you know, I, I wanted to ask him about, I wanted to keep it very, very, um, I wanted to keep it very focused on the botched pullout. I mean, that's why I brought him on. He, he, that was what it was really all about. We'll get into, we'll talk to him about Trump another time, definitely, for sure. Um, I salute, Buck Buster says, I salute Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller for serving our country and for what he's been through. Dorothy said, I got very teary-eyed. Sledge said, Lieutenant Colonel Scheller will get on the Trump train later. I don't think he said anything about Trump that was bad at all. I just think he said, you got the left saying this about Trump and you got the right saying this about Biden. I don't think he said anything bad about Trump in there. Um, what an American hero. Thank you for this interview. You're very welcome. You're very, very welcome. Miguel Ortiz. God bless, bless you. Righteous anger. Amen. Righteous anger. He stood on his moral ground, said Leslie Lugo. Amen. 
100%. He definitely did. That's why we got to give those people love, man. That's why we got to show that love. Anyway, folks, before we come back, let's uh, let's give some love to puretalk.com or puretalk.usa, ladies and gentlemen, as, they, as, as, they, as they've been saying. They've been saying their, their whole goal here is to get you in a cell service where you're not paying through the, uh, you know what, to have reg- just basic regular service anymore. Nowadays, it seems like you pay $100 for one line. Pure Talk's not about that. They're not going to gouge you. They're not going to take your life savings. They're going to give you talk, text, unlimited talk, text, and data, 35 bucks a month. You get 50% off when you sign up today with the promo code JEREMY. But if you need another reason, completely owned and run by a United States veteran, much like the guy we just had on, much like that guy who wants good for Americans, who's got morals about the people in America, who's got morals about the people who live in this country. And when you call, you talk to an American who understands that you live here and understands how to speak English. So go to Pure Talk right now, folks, puretalk.usa, or puretalkusa.com, excuse me. Use the promo code JEREMY, and let's make it happen, Cap'n. All right. Back to the show. I want to make sure I got my stuff together here. It is Friday. It is Friday. This is going to be a shorter segment coming up because we went a little overtime with, with Colonel uh, Scheller. So uh, forgive me. Here we go. And that was a great interview with Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller. Again, the book Crisis of Command comes out September 6th. You can get it. Pre-order it right now on Amazon. And when it comes out, you can get it across uh, bookstores and uh, definitely support that man as he's been through a whole heck of a lot. All right, here we go. Swatting. Illegal FBI raids. Illegal FBI arrests. Keeping these arrests that they make locked away in secret gulag jails with no rights to a speedy trial, not allowed to get any bail, It's been happening more and more and more, and I've told you for the longest time, if someday you see me not on the show, if someday you hear about the fact that I'm dead, guess what? I'm not suicidal. I'm not suicidal now. I love the Lord. I do not have a problem in this world that would cause me to commit suicide. If you see me snatched up on air, it's a very real possibility, folks, that that's, that that's going to happen because the FBI is going even further now and they're arresting hosts of right, right-wing news. Really, it's just the news, the real news, and they're doing it while they're on air. Does anybody remember Gavin McGinnis? They arrested Gavin McGinnis on air, ladies and gentlemen, on air. Now, Gavin was the founder of the Proud Boys. He was not in or around the Capitol on January 6th. He's been censored and canceled everywhere, even worse than me. And during his show yesterday, it can only be assumed that he was arrested live while he was trying to record the show. And nobody knows anything about where he is as far as I know, even right now, whether he's okay, where if he was arrested by the FBI, if he was taken by the DOJ, if who knows, who knows? I'm going to show you this video right now. You're not going to be able to hear it very well, but I will tell you what they said afterwards. Let's go ahead and play that uh, video with Gavin McGinnis. We got that. Hold on, folks. We got to pull this up. Doing a show. Can we do this? Hold on. Let's, um, can we, uh, this is not, this is not the appropriate file. Uh, let's get the appropriate file where uh, Gavin McGinnis is like, can we do this another time? I'm literally filming a show, and that's really the last you see of him. Okay, we got it now. All right, let's go ahead and bring this up. Here we go. Another time? Happy to do that. Let's. Uh, I'll get a lawyer, and we will sit down and have a conversation. We'll schedule a meeting. He said, "I'm happy to do that. We'll get a lawyer. Get my lawyer. We'll sit down. Happy to have a conversation. We'll schedule a meeting." I didn't let you in. He says, "I didn't let you in," which means whoever it is just came in the building. And that's the last you see of Gavin McGinnis right there. It's the last you see. That's it, folks. 
Badeet, badeet, badeet. That's all, folks. Left with an empty stage. Gone. Now, we do have security cameras everywhere here at Live from America. Yes, we do. There's a security camera in every inch of this studio. I can tell you that. And our security cameras are never going to go off. Did he get raided? Did he get swatted? Nobody seems to know. And then Josh Denny, who works with him, says the show goes on. We aren't canceling any. Working with Censored.TV and Relocation Boss to get him out. Free Gavin. He said, I just got off the phone with our people. It's not a bit. Gavin was against going to January 6th. He was against Charlottesville and told Proud Boys that they were out of the club if they went. But now he's rotting away in jail because he dared to question authority? You don't think that's coming for me? It is. You don't think that's coming for Live from America? It is. Why? Not because I'm breaking any laws. Because I expose them. And I, much like Gavin, will not stop. Never. Get it through your thick skulls. You've been here once before. How dare you? How dare you do this to the media who is putting the fake news media out of business at a rapid, rapid pace? You don't like the fact that we're making a living telling the truth? That's what the media is supposed to do. But guess what? When the media couldn't do their job, we took it over and now we're doing their job. And if the military and the politicians that run this country can't get do their job, then we'll take it over and we'll do their job too. How dare you? It's only a matter of time before they all start eating each other, which is this next story. Because as we expose everything, and as these guys completely do a 180 about the COVID vaccines and the masks and the efficacy of the drug and all that, Moderna has just filed a lawsuit against Pfizer and BioNTech that makes Comirnaty that still isn't available anywhere. And they're suing for patent infringement in relation to the mRNA COVID jab. Moderna believes that Pfizer and BioNTech's COVID-19 vaccine community infringes patents Moderna filed between 2010 and 2016 covering Moderna's foundational mRNA technology. Who cares? Nobody cares. It's like the battle of the losers. I'm a loser. I'm a loser. And I'm not what I appear to be. They w- I want to be the biggest killer of people. I want to be the killer, the biggest uh, killer of adult death syndrome, sudden death syndrome. Leading killer of the leading cause of deaths in so many parts of this world right now are I don't know. Isn't that amazing? We live in a technologically advanced world and the, with science everywhere. Trust the science. Trust science. Right? Don't, tr- don't trust God. Right? Yeah, right. Trust the science. And the leading kill- cause of death in so many places in the world right now is I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, eating each other. Moderna sues Pfizer and BioNTech to see who can be the biggest killer of people uh, who, they, who they inject with, a exper- with an experimental drug that they're now saying doesn't work and turning on President Trump. Anyway, you're going to want to stay tuned because we've got a wonderful wonderful video to show you about who hunter biden right after this stay tuned folks i don't mean to scare you when i say things about like that i do not mean to scare you but there's a reason that rosa catalano god bless her i love her so very much rosa if you're listening thank you there's a reason why rosa bought me a bulletproof vest There's a reason why we have security cameras in every inch of this building. There's a reason why I have a hard time walking out of this studio without thinking that I'm going to get a shovel to the face. There's a reason why my wife is always making sure she's protected no matter where she goes. There's a reason for that. 
and that's because we've already been threatened many, many, many times. Not even by, not even by loser lefties, by law enforcement. I don't say that for your sympathy. I say that so that you're not surprised someday. I fully expect something like that to happen. Before we come, so that's why I need your prayers. I need your prayers so very much. Bragging about being so smart but can't answer any questions. Don't know what you're talking about there. I'm just wondering if you're talking about a video that we played. I'm not scared, Melly said. God is protecting us. Same here. Same here. I'm not afraid in the least. I'm not afraid in the least. And I have my rhino helmet. (laughs) Hey, folks, listen. The deed to your home... Is not the, it is the only document that proves you own it. That's it. There is no backup copies. There is no security like Mar-a-Lago has around the room of documents. Your, your deed to your home is the only thing that proves that you own it. Outside of that, who's to say who else is on that deed? And that's exactly what's happening. Faster than identity theft. Home theft. Home title theft is one of the biggest and fastest growing crimes out there right now. And those who are really, 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 really at risk are those who have equity in your home. And most of our audience is 50 plus. So that means every single one of you. The problem is the deed to all of our homes are online now. And a criminal criminal can find and forge your signature and refile as the new homeowner. And guess what? The city clerk has to take it and that's it. It's done. It's over with. He'll take out loans using, your, uh, using the equity that you built in your home for 30 years, 20 years, whatever it is, and, you'll, and, you, and you will go broke trying to fight it. And your home insurance doesn't cover it. And we're waiting to see if a home in a trust is actually still secured. But if you go to hometitlelock.com slash LFA, use the promo code LFA, you'll get a $100 free scan to find out if you've been a, a victim of this. I suggest you do it. It is absolutely free to check. Why not? And if they know you're calling from LFA, they'll treat you just fine. All right, here we go. Let's come back from this break. Let's kill the end of this show, and let's get it over with and go into our weekends. We only have 843 rumbles, guys. We definitely need to break 1,000. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Welcome back to Live from America. We're going to end this week on uh, on a strong note. And now that we have built this parallel universe of social media, news, credit card processing centers, whatever you can think of, now we're going after them. And you got people like The Daily Wire making great movies. You got people like Breitbart now making good movies. You got people like The Blaze making good movies. LFA TV will make documentaries and movies. And now there's a new movie coming out about none other than Hunter Biden. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the crackhead, uh, pedophile, crazy man himself and the son of the illegitimate resident of the United States of America, starring Gina Carano and many others. And the trailer does not hold back. The trailer is everything that you want it to be. The truth of Hunter Biden. So big shout out to Gina Carano. We're going to get her on the show on the show very soon, I hope. And uh, and to all the people out there that are standing up for what is right and exposing what is wrong. Check out this trailer that does not hold back. So I'll tell you what's going down. You know who I am. They told me you were VIP. Well connected to the government. What kind of a moron forgets to pick up his laptop at a repair shop? You're a Biden. Everything he built, life, I just ruined it all. I want to know everything that's on that laptop that can ruin my erection. My friends, it's time to party! I'm an artist. Tell me how I can help you. I don't deserve help. Oh, I'm so sorry. I've been through worse. You're the smartest man I know. Thanks, Dad. I just wish I could smack some sense into you. I'll never forget Corn Pop. He was a bad dude. No joke. Dad, we were talking about suffering. I can't seem to find anything but positive stuff on the Bidens. Who's the point pen for the foreign policy in the Obama regime? Joe Biden. So it looks like you need a billion dollars. So the obvious next question is, where's Hunter? I can remember getting paid some money. I can't remember what for. 
Well, my dad says we never discuss my businesses, period. Or my cut. What's happening in there? Joe's in on it. Party's over! You had everything, Hunter, and you threw it all away. You hope the laptop will take down everybody with you. Get out! China's not our enemy. They're not bad folks, folks. I love my dad, and I just want to make him proud. I am the one who brings in all the deals. I am the one. My Son Hunter, ladies and gentlemen, presented by Breitbart. Go to mysonhunter.com and you can reserve your copy today. Mysonhunter.com. Let's get it out there. And when I get a copy of it, we're going to have a special showing of it right here on Live from America. What do you say? That's Folks, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Please go to jeremyharrell.com. Check out the website today. I love you. God bless you. Here is for all of you guys to wear an armor of God on the way out. We'll see you Monday at 11 a.m. for more Live from America. Until then, peace. Long as I'm bleeding, I'ma never stop screaming that we first in America.